0: Let's start with this. I'm a creative genius. And it's proven, and I will continue to prove it. I refuse to follow those rules that society has set up in the way that they control people with low self-esteem. I appreciate everyone's opinion, but I refuse to have a lesser opinion about myself. You are never watching the throne. Don't let me get in my zone. Oh, I never watching the throne. Don't let me get in my zone. Oh, I never watching the throne. Don't let, Don't let me get in my zone. Don't let me get in my zone. Don't let me get in my zone. Name one genius that ain't baby, baby. Yeah. Say that you
1: gonna be. watching the throne. A lyrical analysis of Kanye West. My name is Chris Lambert. Hi, my name is Travis
2: Bean. And today we're going we're gonna to slow it down a little bit and work ourselves into a bit of a groove after that workout we just had.
1: Gonna
0: take it nice <laughs> and easy.
2: Yeah. And uh, just real quick up top, uh, Chris, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I was thinking we could play uh, producer Snafu's new intro he made for us i think
0: that would be (laughs)
2: marvelous okay so it's not the permanent new song but if i'll just we'll just put it this way if you make a theme song for us
1: we have very little quality control we will likely put it on the air yes very much so yes but it's also great producer snafu makes some fire music so yeah, it's some good shit. Um, and eventually, Jordan will get his wish and the liftoff lift will be in the intro. One of these days. Mm. Maybe not too anytime quick, dude, soon. <laughs> no, no, of course not. Hell no.
2: And if you sent me an intro that had a liftoff song in it, I might burn it. But um, hey, you never know. Take a shot.
1: I just imagine you having like. You say burn it, but it turns out you just mean burn it to a CD that we send to Jordan. Wait, that's what I meant. It's so thoughtful. What a great gift. I'm going to burn it to
2: a CD and then uh, light it on fire and burn it. (laughs) And then send that to Jordan, the ashes. Why do you have to be such a dick, Travis? With a note that says, sorry, Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful yeah so uh slow jams i'm pretty excited for this one this was back in my early days of becoming a kanye fan you know running on the constitution trail in Bloomington, illinois this was a big one for me
1: yeah i i remember when slow jams came out i still being in like small town ohio just heard a lot of rock music with very little in the way of like hip-hop exposure back in the day aside from like Eminem and some like of the most popular uh, like just gangster rap songs. That's mm-hmm. all I kind of thought of hip hop. And then I remember hearing slow jams for the first time and being like, what is this? This is heaven. Like, where did this come from?
2: Yeah. It's a really impressive song. Like, I, and we're going to be able to fit it into the an album narrative. The, uh, <laughs> we're going to fit it into the album narrative that makes it, even more poetic and like gives it all this meaning, but just broken down to what it is, all the samples kind of using and the transitions between Jamie Foxx and himself and Twista and the sample he's using, it's really beautifully done.
1: Talk about trying to find the beat Hmm. and then finally like getting in the pocket. I know that tends to refer more to like the rap flow, Mm -hmm. but just to go from get them high to new workout plan to settling into slow jams, yeah, like it's this kind of like chaotic energy that just then finds a groove. Yeah, it just lays down for a nap. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the energy. Really nice nap. You're just kind of floating through the
2: crowd, clouds, and you're just like, oh, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What's that ghost over there? Eh. Oh, doesn't matter, man. Just gonna go back to sleep.
1: <laughs> I'm still high from getting high. <laughs> And I'm still pumped from New Workout now. Nah. God, the mid the mid episode twist of New Workout Plan mm. is not anything I've ever experienced in the 250 plus episodes we've done of the show. Well, uh, let's talk about that a little bit. We're
2: gonna, uh, I imagine Chris will do his classic overview of the entire album, which will end with what we discovered about New Workout Plan.
1: Oh, why yes, now that you mention it, Golly. why don't we get into that? Ooh. So College Dropout, the story so far, as we've uh, been piecing it together. Previously uh, on. (laughs) We start with Kanye in a place of we don't care, which is him outside of the music industry. uh, It's just him being one with the people, essentially. Like, this is the life that we have. Like, we weren't supposed to make it past 25. Like, this is the system that we're in and kind of the attitude that we have. And that mindset continues into all falls down where you see this girl who is in college, kind of leave college and go into the real world and be really confused. And she falls under the wiles of consumerism as a means of making herself feel better. And the rest of the song kind of explores that dynamic of how we all have these pains and frustrations and we try to heal through what we buy and own and use that as a means of feeling like we're empowered rather than actually having power. Uh, and ends up being kind of this this sad look at consumerist culture. And you have this uh, directionality that comes into play with All Falls Down, and that directionality is something that we've talked a lot about because you can see it turn over the next uh, several songs. Just even looking at the titles, you go from All Falls Down in that downward trajectory to I'll Fly Away, Spaceship, never let me down and get them high which all is an upward trajectory and that's what we see follow in the songs themselves I'll Fly Away is a a prayer for a better tomorrow essentially like I'm gonna go to heaven one day but Kanye then takes that concept of heaven and just makes it getting out of my shitty job at the mall and making it in the music industry like I'm doing five beats a day for three summers I know that this spaceship is going to take me to the place that I'm gonna get to one day. And you follow that up with Jesus Walks, which takes the direct the directional tension of all falls down and spaceship and puts it into the biblical references of the devil and Jesus, where you have Jesus who wants to elevate you, and you have the devil that's trying to tear you down. And that song ends with Kanye saying, Like, you know, I'm putting my single out there. This is my attempt of making music, even if it's music that has references to God in it that you're not supposed to do. They tell you your record won't get played. Well, you know, this is a prayer like hopefully next time I'm in the club, everybody's screaming out Jesus walks. And the very next song is Never Let Me Down. So you get this sense that Kanye's achieved this high. Maybe not the breakout superstardom that he had hoped for, but that he's broken out of the mall and now he's in this more rarefied air of being a musical artist, which is why Jay-Z is such a crucial component to Never Let Me Down. It is the, I guess Jay-Z's kind of the North Star for Kanye in this. Like that's the place that Kanye wants to get to, he and Jay Ivy and they kind of see themselves as like, we're on this level now. We can get there, we can be Jay-Z. Jay-Z's the holy mountain. (laughs) He's the holy mountain. I want to meet him one day and just be like you sir are the holy mountain (laughs) just start giving the speech from the end of the holy mountain uh so we follow up never let me down in the sense of being an instrument of god with a higher purpose and you're able to like break through and do this next thing and eventually become jay-z with the reality of like okay how do i get there (laughs) like what kind of music do i have to make to become jay-z and you start with get them high which is him just kind of being aware of the fact that he wants to make music that makes people feel good, that gets their hands in the air. And you get the the dynamic with the girl on the song where it seems like Kanye's trying to pull out very basic maneuvers to get this woman to like him, which you can see as a metaphor for how an artist might try to get audiences to listen to his music. Like, yo, I have to live on this song. like. Will you now like and listen to me and accept me? Like, is this popular now? Are you using features in that way? But Kanye makes it as having to live be a feature for trying to get this girl to hook up with him. So you go from get him high and that style to workout plan and new workout plan, where Kanye is essentially like, man, that's the irony that we didn't catch right away is that New Workout Plan is trying to talk about, hey, this is music that's going to help you get these very superficial things, which essentially plays into the all falls down mindset. Like you don't actually want this like conscious music. You don't really want something significant. Like I'm just gonna help you get these materialistic things that you think you need in order to feel good about yourself, in order to feel like your life's going well. And he's just making music now that plays into that all falls down mindset, which makes him part of the problem in a way. And yeah, I, that's really
2: what Kanye does now. You know, th- that's really the life of Popo in a nutshell. For the album narrative to work, for Kanye to sort of break out of this Neanderthal behavior where celebrity is just all about having women and making money, he needs to embody the ugliest parts of being a celebrity he needs to be somebody who cheats on his wife he needs to play this character that is so over the top and out of touch with society that he has no connections with anybody so that by the end of the album we can get songs like waves fml real friends and wolves where he kind of comes back to reality and remembers the real important people in his life and and i love that about kanye like the irony isn't just like empty irony that you do to make a point it's so sincere it's so important to the growth of his character and the personal journey that connie has gone on he's not afraid to paint this ugly picture of himself so that's how we're kind of looking at a new workout plan now it's definitely tougher to say like that is definitely what Connie's doing because you know it's college dropout kanye it's early kanye he probably hasn't really mastered that bit of storytelling yet kind of like not at least not in the way he does in the life of pablo but here like i think at least we see the seeds being planted we see like kanye in those early stages and kind of testing out what it would be like to make a completely ironic song where you're really not supposed to engage with him or connect with him in the song but recognize that he's somebody who's finding his footing in his career and is maybe going through some motions that you would expect anybody to go through at that stage.
1: Yeah, a lot of people early on, it's essentially, I don't know if people saw the movie A Star is Born, but I did. in A Star, did you like it? Yeah, I liked it.
2: I, I uh, we, Just a quick aside, I, I remember telling you that I thought Lady Gaga looked like a robot in the trailers. <laughs> I was like, why is she getting nominated for Best Actress? She's pretty good. Yeah, she was. she was good. <laughs> Lady Gaga, by the way, we'd love to have you on the show.
1: The trailer was like her staring at, uh what's his face? Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, which I get. Like Bradley Cooper with a beard is, you just want to stare yeah. at him. I had to watch the movie twice because the
2: first time I just stared at Bradley Cooper.
1: <laughs> but in the movie itself, outside the trailers, you're like, oh no, she's she's, active. Quite lovely. Yeah. Um But in that movie, we see once she gets signed... The first thing that she does is Saturday Night Live. And instead of having these like deep, honest songs that she had been writing when she was with Bradley Cooper on tour, it's a song about like her ass and the asses of other women. Like just kind of the generic, weird, kind of catchy, but why is anybody singing about this (laughs) Mm -hmm. song that you get from a lot of uh, pop artists at this point? to the point where Bradley Cooper's character is like, that was, oh my God. (laughs) And I feel like New Workout Plan is kind of like that. It's Kanye doing the things, as you're saying, that like like checking the boxes that you'd expect somebody to check when they're trying to be popular or Mm -hmm. trying to be mainstream in that way, uh, rather than being the sincere person that he's trying to be, which is what we get in the last third of this album. Yeah, I uh,
2: it does make me think about Kanye wanting New Workout Plan as a single, which still seems really fucking insane because <laughs> you've got <laughs> Through the Wire, you've got Two Words, you've got Jesus Walks, you have all these great songs you could put out to the world and be like, I'm Kanye. But if I twist it a little bit, you know, the sort of performance artist in Kanye, you know, the Andy Warhol type, it would kind of make sense for him to want to put out New Workout Plan to really take on this persona of like, I'm putting out something ridiculous because this is what people expect me to make. And then, so you listen to New Workout Plan, you're like, ooh, like that's great, fun song. I'll listen to the album and you get all these deep introspective songs.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Especially him thinking like, New Workout Plan, then Slow Jams, then Jesus Walks. Yeah, Like hit him with that. So they think like, okay, this is the kind of artist, oh, oh. Oh, He's at least dynamic. (laughs) And once you're talking about the character journey on Kanye albums, uh, we praise Kanye for it so much because I think it's its not something we see done in music a lot. Kendrick does it, but when looking at character journeys on other albums in this way, I, I don't encounter it mm-hmm. often. Usually, I feel like a lot of the narrative albums end up exploring concepts more or ideas more so than a character that can go from being a positive person to a negative person back to a positive person and Mm -hmm. having that journey um but you see it all the time it's just the common thing in shows and movies right it's not anything out of this world when it comes to storytelling it's basic standard storytelling it's just applied to the album And done in a way that we don't see other artists do Mm -hmm. often enough to make it not special.
2: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what it's funny because, you know, we talk about all these things kind of his characters like it's outlandish. Like, oh, my God, like, look what he's doing. This is what books have done for hundreds of years. This is what movies have done throughout the since movies were invented. Like, it's not really that crazy of a thing to do.
1: No, you see in Fight Club. Uh, Edward Norton's character goes from being like your average standard yuppie of a person to then embodying the Tyler Durden mindset where he gets rid of everything that he owns and doesn't care how he dresses anymore is fighting people and is in more of this uh, like underground grunge punk attitude. But he goes into that mindset in order to reject it and have him come back to there is a very healthy middle ground between those two (laughs) ideologies. But you need the character to go into each world in order to explore it and then counter it. Yeah. And Kanye does the same thing. And with workout plan, I think when you were talking about how it maybe is it as refined as future endeavors The two songs that really come to mind are I Am A God and Highlights, which both of those songs present very superficial. And if you read them on the superficial level, like hollow concepts, like Kanye's not a god. Like, why is he saying he's a god? And you're like, well, if you look at the details, uh, He can't get croissants. He can't get his car out of the garage. He's completely dependent and relied on other people. And the song ends with him screaming. (laughs) It's just the irony is such that Kanye knew at that point to add in touches like the screaming and more of the contrast so that people got the contrast on the song itself. Where with new workout plan, not to speak for Kanye, but in kind of understanding that early artistic approach, he might think, I don't have to put anything into the song itself because people will understand from the style of it (laughs) or from the contrast to All Falls Down. Like, don't you get how this connects to All Falls Down? Like, not explicitly without you adding in that little that little touch, which on highlights, you end highlights with him saying, uh,
0: I need every bad bitch up at Equinox. I need to know right now if you're a freaking. or not. I need every bad bitch up at Equinox. I need to know right now if you're a freak or not. I need every bad bitch up
1: Equinox. Which after a song about his family, <laughs> where you're like, wait, you're just talking about your family? Now you're talking about like wanting to fuck girls at Equinox? Like, what kind of man are you? (laughs) Somebody that reads that in the superficial way is just going to think Kanye is a contradictory asshole. Right. But if you're looking at it in the narrative way, you realize that he's setting up this contrast as that plays into the which one on the album cover and then goes into the very next song, Freestyle 4, which is all about his gross sexual desires. I feel like college dropout Kanye would have just had highlights next to new workout plan. And would have wanted us to put together the contrast uh, without the Equinox portion. He would have had that missing. But because he had refined his style, he knew to put in the Equinox portion at the end of Highlights, which sets the bridge. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you know, as we
2: said, there aren't the little pieces within the song that are the inroads that, you know, Allows to definitively say like oh this is what Kanye's doing but I think just generally looking at the structure of the album it becomes a little more obvious probably what he meant to do because as Chris said we're in this kind of four out four song stretch in the middle part of the album where Kanye's in transition you know get him high new workout plan slow jams and breathe and breathe out and in particular I think new workout plan slow jams breathe and breathe out is like a really cool three song bridge like we have new workout plan which is so fucking over the top. It's Looney Tunes. Like, he is just talking about sex and, like, uh, he's making a workout tape and he's talking about how awesome he is. And it's, like, it's almost laughably ironic and over the top. And then Slow Jams, as we'll talk about, is I think Kanye still kind of trying to find his sound to pay tribute to, you know, the, the soul music that he grew up on. You know, the all these songs that he chops up and makes into these beautiful beats, but also feeling pressured to kind of be that new workout plan version of Kanye to make a certain kind of music and then breathe and breathe out, which I think universally is noted as one of Kanye's worst songs because it's so ridiculous. Kind of like new workout plan is actually, yeah, a lot like new workout plan. Like it's kind of an over the top ironic song. It's all about, it's kind of really embodying that gangster rapper that he isn't. And I, that's why I think slow jams is such a, going to be a really interesting song to talk about because it kind of becomes a key song in that way. in the album narrative, like it's the moment right before he graduates to, you know, life of Pablo level irony on breathe and breathe out. Like how is he going to take this character to this extreme moment and, I mean, we'll talk about it, but there are a lot of little pieces throughout the soundboard. where you can kind of see him doing that.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty thrilling to discover and realize after so long being on like, well, The College Dropout is just a collection of great songs to be able to go back and find the little subtleties and nuance that's even here and how wrong we were about this album is, is nice. Yeah. I get a thrill out of it.
3: kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply
1: all right so one of the there's just one sample despite the song referring to <laughs> a thousand r&b and soul singers uh and that's luther vandross's appropriately a house is not a home
0: a chair of a chair Even when there's no one sitting there But a chair is not a house And a house is not a home when there's no one there To hold you tight and no one there you can
1: So it's getting at this idea that just because there's this structure that's a house it's what's inside of the house and what goes on that makes it a home something more, something that has a sense of purpose and meaning and value and warmth and positivity to it. And Vandross explores that concept by looking at a couple that is on the fritz. And this guy is really pleading to this world, or to this woman, to come back into the house so that the house can once again be a home. And the final verse really, uh, this is the part that Kanye references in the song,
0: And turn the key. Oh, please be there. Still in love. I said, still in love.
1: It carries a lot of the context, I think, of this verse into the song itself and gets into the meta conversation that we're talking about with Kanye's relationship with music and the music-listening public and his dynamic as trying to be an artist that is successful. So I think with the idea of a house is not a home, you can't exist in isolation in that way. Just like an artist needs to have fans, needs to have listeners for the music to have... I think more meaning to it or for the, the career to have value. I guess the music has its meaning no matter what, but for you as an artist in your career to have value, you need people that are going to listen to you. Otherwise you're like a musician, but are, are, are you in terms of the industry? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And like Chris noted earlier, this is pretty on point with what Connie does on, what would you say, 85% of his songs? <laughs> like yeah. the woman, he takes this woman that's being sent about and he turns it into a metaphor for fame and his career and celebrity and uh, being in touch with yourself. Like it, it all be it kind of warps and becomes something else. And because of that, it carries this the romance of the sample, but it's Kanye's romance about his, his life, you know, his career. And I mean, that's very much happening in this song as well. Everything... Luther Vandross is talking about, you know, building a home with this woman. It kind of fits with this journey that Kanye's on, like finding his sound and finding his place in the industry. It's, again, it, it feels like the motions somebody goes through when they're just starting out and figuring, you know, how, figuring out how everything works.
1: Yeah, we see in Get Him High that he's trying to like make whatever song that's going to get people high to get them invested in the music to get them feeling something you get new workout plan which is a series of false and absurd promises and then you get slow jams which is him changing the style of not changing the style of his music but shaping his music to cater to what people want mm-hmm. specifically to what the girls in the club want <laughs> i mean that's how the song starts
2: with jamie foxx going up to connie and saying like hey the ladies don't listen to the, the ladies are saying we don't listen to them if we don't make the music they want so connie gives them a song they want <laughs>
0: We don't put enough emphasis on the ladies sometimes. You know, I was talking to this girl. She was talking about the music all fast in the club. You know, she got to drink water because she thirsty. She done danced like 9,200 songs back to back. But ain't nobody, you know, really f- try to find out what she feeling, like how she feel. You know, you know, you know what she told me. Are you she, she
1: told uh, me- we get the intro with Jamie Foxx and the story behind this real fast. Jamie Foxx uh, tells it a few times. He's told it on TV interviews, late night interviews, uh, an interview with magazines, he uh, talked about it on the Joe Rogan experience where he said he was having a party and Kanye comes in and he's like, who's that guy? And everybody's like, that's that new guy, Kanye. And Jamie Foxx said if there was ever a musician at his party, he would make the musician like do something. He had a studio in the back of the house. So they go back there.
0: So he sings. He says, the song's going to go. She says she wants some Marvin Gaye, some Luther Vandross. So I said, I got it. She says she wants a Marvin Gaye. He's like, what are you doing? I said, well, I gotta put the, you know, the R&B on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm a real singer, you know, I've been singing. He said, uh, don't do that. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, Don't, no. just, just sing the song, cause it's hip hop. And I said, okay, cool. So I begrudgingly sung the song.
1: I'm thinking, song's whack, he's not gonna make it. And song then, what, like six months out. later? the song comes out and it's the first time that Fox has heard it. And it's a number one single. Kanye's first I mean, number one single. Yeah. Kanye's first twist is first and Jamie Foxx is first. Seemingly, it sounds like Jimmy Foxx just kind of stepped into the studio and just said all
2: this shit and son, all this shit. And Kanye turns it into something like so gorgeous. Like he turns it into a story and you hear the chipmunk, Sample of Luther Vandross, like, coming in, are you going to be? Like, it's so beautifully built and almost like it was just predestined. Like, how did he always do what he was going to do
0: with this? She ch- Check it out. This is what she said. She said, oh, 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 oh. She said she wants some Marvin game. Some Luther Vandross A little unneeded But definitely set this party all right Oh, 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 oh
1: So with the intro, we get Fox just setting the context for everything. Uh, He was talking to a girl in the club, and the music's too fast, and (laughs) it's essentially just like she said she wants R&B, she wants soul, that this is a sound that's been missing from the club scene, that every song's really fast. So Kanye coming in gives the people what they want. If girls want a song that's full of soul and has that style... It's something you can put on in the club like this is going to be it. Mm-hmm. And this kind of completes the journey of what he was looking for for Get Him High. Like what's going to be music that gets him high? Is it new workout plan? Maybe. But that was a fast song. And the very next song you have Jamie Foxx being like, actually, women don't want that anymore. <laughs> they, they want the uh, the oldies. Yeah. And then Kanye's like, OK, I'll give you oldies uh i'll give you you want some luther vandross here's some luther vandross set the party off right and then you have kanye coming in after uh jamie Foxx saying all of that and you have are you gonna be are you gonna be are you gonna be at the end of fox's speech about what this girl wants which gets it carries that context of are you going to be home when i get there are you going to love me will there be this love between us and that's really, I, I think, what we'd say is on Kanye's mind. If he does this, if he makes a music like this, will the women love him? Will the people love him? And is this going to turn his music into a musical career? It
0: definitely will. You I told her to drop over in your some friends you cool with I'ma bring the cool on, whip. then i want you to strip you is my new chick so we get our she be grabbing calling me biggie like shine home.
1: man so Kanye comes in with his first verse i told her to drive over in your new whip bring some friends you cool with which is a far cry from get him high right <laughs> where he's like emailing with this girl and he's like will you please come over i'm friends with quelly <laughs> in a far cry from the workout plan where he's like uh, who's invited you, your friends of my dick? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, a recontextualization of that, right? Like, you know, just bring some friends you're cool with until the but next then, line. Yeah, I'm gonna bring the cool whip then I want you to strip. It is still a bit more romantic, <laughs> a little bit, I guess. See you as my new chick, so we get her grind on. She be grabbing me, calling me biggie, like shine home. So, you know, she's copping a feel. I and, mean, can you blame her? Yeah, the assessment is, he's got a PhD, <laughs> and I guess there was a there was a rapper named Shine who had a kind of a huskier voice like Biggie. Which that's like the fourth Biggie reference. That's crazy. He he's there's so many on the college dropout. It's multiple times throughout, which I feel like just gets into, I don't know. I don't have like a a huge theory on it yet, but I feel like it's just setting up the contrast.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, a large portion of this album and especially this stretch of the album is, I think Kanye paying homage to early against rappers like that, you know, people who shaped him and inspired him but he also
1: doesn't feel the need to act like that he, he really wants to step away from gangster rap and do his own thing it is interesting if shine is somebody that got mistaken for biggie in that way but wasn't like shine was shine there is kind of that idea that kanye like biggie there's a similarity in some ways it may not be the vocal aspects but the narrative aspects uh but at the same time Kanye's Kanye but
0: man i swear she fine home she always lying telling me them diamonds when she know they fake skin friend look like michael jackson got a dark skin friend look like michael jackson i play ready
1: but man i swear she find so this this is also his storytelling in the verse you get the past tense of kind of the narrator voice Saying, like, I told her to do this. And then she came over. It's almost him relating the story. And then you have a uh, man I swear she fine Holmes as being, like, in his internal thought in that moment. So it's not the narrator speaking at this point, but it's a narrator recalling what he was thinking when she came over. Really easy to follow. Yeah. So simple. So straightforward. Uh, man, I swear she fine homes. Why is she always lying though? Telling me them diamonds when she know they rhinestones, hmm. which kind of hints back at everything with all falls down and workout plan, right? Like you try to present yourself in this way that makes you feel empowered via the things you own rather than by just being a, a powerful person. It's yeah. how you present yourself. And if we want to extend that a little bit,
2: you know as we're saying Kanye often uses the woman being sung about in the sample he's using to represent fame well let's twist it a little bit if we think get him high new workout plan carries those elements as well that a large part of those songs is kind sort of feeling pressured from people in the industry or trying to or feeling pressure to act as like people in the industry that have made it you know kind of these superficial rappers or people who want him to be a little more superficial to put on the certain persona these lines start to carry that energy to me like telling me them diamonds when she know they rhinestones like you present yourself one way but really it's kind of empty and fake you know she got a light-skinned friend that looked like Michael Jackson she got a dark-skinned friend that looked like Michael Jackson so she's got Michael Jackson and he can either be white or black like whatever makes you more comfortable whatever version you want to see it's somebody who can kind of flip the switch and just be whoever you want them to be, and then that way kind of makes them fake.
0: Michael Jackson, I play ready for the world. She was ready for some action. My dog said you ain't no freak, so you've got to prove my man wrong. i am a play this van Vandross, so you gon' take your pants off, i am a play this glad as night. Me and you gon' see it right on the game.
1: So then Kanye, with these girls there, played ready for the world. You know, this R and B is going to work. It did work. She was ready for some action. Uh, my dog said, you ain't no freak. So you about to prove my man wrong. Uh, so then he said, I will play this Vandross. You go and take your pants off. I'm gonna play this Gladys Knight. Me and you go to get it right. And here, I think the phrasing is kind of interesting, maybe meaningful, maybe reading too much into it, but he gets into the future tense. So he says she was ready for some action, but we never actually get the culmination we get, you're going to take your pants off, we're going to get it right, without there ever actually being the the sex itself happening. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, which Kanye doesn't shy away from on other tracks, on other albums. So it could be him being coy a little bit in that R&B soul kind of way, where it's more euphemistic and you're hinting at it. But given the meta aspects of this song and this portion of the album and the frustrations with how you try to shape your music in order to gain fans or gain attention and recognition and not knowing if that's going to work or not, I could see it being a bit more purposeful than hinting. I think
2: it's purposely done. Again... Just for, you know, the, the grand narrative we're describing, you know, somebody who's trying to make it to that point and can never really quite satisfy people in that way because he's trying to be somebody he isn't. But as we'll note later in the verse, Twist's entire verse
1: is about wanting to score with a girl and never getting there. So just saying. Yeah, that parallel construction seems pointed. Yeah. Rather than it just being like, yo, we both we both uh we both had successes. God. This is a disgusting voice. <laughs> I was in a fraternity. You that were in a fraternity. fraternity. Yeah, and it was great. It wasn't... It, we did a haze. There was some gross stuff. But, but you did talk like that. We did talk like that. We'd be like, bro. <laughs> Sports center. <laughs> the the TV like, would sometimes play like uh, Smash Brothers on 64. For sure. And when you turned on the tv from like the regular screen to the video game screen you could still see the ticker bar for espn (laughs) burned onto the bottom of the tv just because espn nobody ever turned the tv off and espn was the only channel the tv was ever on you guys sounded cool we're so bro (laughs) it was one of those cool fraternities yeah chad bro chills
0: chad bro chills okay
1: so we have the bridge at this point uh following a repetition of the refrain uh with still are you gonna be are you gonna be in there and jamie Foxx comes back in with the bridge and just lists off (laughs) It's such, like, over-the-top, like, hey, Smokey Robinson. Hey, Freddie Jackson. Like, Ashford and Simpson. Like, this party's so great, right? Al Green. Al Green? Oh, yeah. And the Eiley Brothers? It's just really, like, heavy-handed placation. Yeah. So there's a there's an interesting contrast with, I mean, noting that Jamie Foxx just throws out all these R&B singers, and it's just like, yeah, this is this is what the ladies want, right? And it's right after that we get Aisha Tyler coming in. so there's a little bit of this uh this midpoint twist as kanye thinks that he's giving the women exactly what they want and that this is going to be this like wonderful thing but in the midst of that he's told by a woman like i know i said i wanted that but eh." (laughs) yeah i
2: mean again kind of extending it to a career and like what's expected of you that seems pretty in line with kind of the pressures you'd face as this huge celebrity. And everybody wants you to act a certain way and make a certain kind of song. They want this from you, then they want that from you. And and in this, we literally hear Jamie Foxx saying that all these women want this slow song from you, Kanye. So he makes this slow song, Then all of a sudden I need it faster. Like, fuck, like I can't keep up with you guys. Like I know I need to bring in some help. And, you know, it, it almost becomes like a meta. Like a twist that literally comes in to save this song, so Kanye can make the song that pleases everybody. <laughs>
0: Champagne. You and no two stickin' rockin' like the whispers. Hit the stoplight, give it to some eyes. These rims still move, so I'll pop a little spinners while I'm pumping on the beat. Different through
2: the streets, pumping up a beat, and I got the heat on the twenty three. And I do it. Earth in the wind smoke by let me get your sheets wet. Listen in keep sweat. but you in a days remains for
0: fillin' now with every temptation. Slow jumping having deep set. You ready for the world, girl? up again, we got touch your one over your body, baby you don't know to beat. And never know to be controlling me. I'm loving no way you be holding me when i and jump And when I come over and bend your ass, you be rubbing to the pen to grass. I'd hit it from the back to the melody and roll slow. Now I gotta go up in the back. But I'm a finish last, no matter how much of a thug you see. I still spin it like a sovereign beat. Come to the club with me. And with some new to come on, I hope you finna make it still be in love with me.
2: So yeah, a lot of I mean, the verse is kind of wacky, and it goes to a lot of weird places, but I I think overall, you know, what it represents and really what it's trying to capture is kind of, um, I don't know, it it really helps the narrative Connie's trying to build in this artistic way. Like, he's singing about all of these soul singers and R&B singers who get the women going. You know, she wants to be bumping to Petty Tendergrass. Petty (laughs) Tendergrass. (laughs) Teddy Pendergrass (laughs) and Jodeci and you know these are the songs that get the women going and he recognizes that and he's connecting with women that way but at the same time none of these artists are actually helping him to have sex like he never gets with this woman he only really imagines it it's I think really fitting for the song where Connie is in that in between stage where he still doesn't know who he has to be to become Connie West to capture the attention of the world and become the superstar he wants to be
1: yeah and if we if we look through the uh the trees and look at the forest mm-hmm. is that the way to phrase yeah, that Yeah, absolutely <laughs> uh i guess the detail like there's so many details to like take in from twist verse but at the very end you look at where the verse ends up and it's come to the club with me and when some Luther come on, I hope you feel in me and still will be in love with me. Yeah. What are the lines from a house is not a home? I'm not meant to live alone. Turn this house into a home when I climb the stairs and turn the key. Oh, please be there, still in love. I said, still in love with me. Like, are you gonna be? Say you're gonna be. Instead of the house is, instead of the house being a home, it's the club, being a home, and yeah. the club's a home because. This girl is feeling the music that Twist is putting out, which the entire metaphor for sex with these women from Kanye and Twist's verse is like, "Do you like my music? Yeah, and are you going to elevate me as an artist by like coming to the club with me and listening to my music in the club? So that way, I know I'm popular and validated." That is like such great
2: insight to see Twist the really embodying the sample being used and really caring with the theme and the story Connie's created. Because I think the first time we did our college dropout episodes, our attitude was kind of, Connie doesn't really know what he's doing. He's not sure what the story is. And he had no control over anybody that was in any of the songs. (laughs) Like, you can't control Jay-Z and never let me down. He's just saying whatever he wants. Common's like a batshit crazy person on Get Him High. Like, he's just talking about his own thing. And I think now that we've kind of stepped back and found the narrative of a college out, we're seeing that everybody on his albums really is aligned with what he's trying to do. And here is probably the most glaring example because Twistic is quite literally referencing the song sampled in Slow Jams. And
1: that sample is crucial to understanding the story of it. So, so then the chorus comes back in. She said she wants some Marvin Gaye. But I think the chorus this time has a bit more irony to it just in the fact that like we just had the girls saying like can you do it faster like do it faster and so when Jamie Foxx is now saying like she wants some Marvin Gaye she wants some Luther Vandross it's in the context like yeah she wants that but she also wants faster mm-hmm. it's not just as easy as this or as simple as this um, and I do think there's a bit of a meta aspect going on and maybe this is one of the key takeaways or maybe like centerpiece ideas of the album that Kanye looks at this song and understands that you need both, that it's not just the old school R&B, it's not just like the cold beats and the modern style of music, you can mix the two, which is why the College Dropout on a whole is that updated soul sound with the chipmunk chop and speed up and... What he did was look at, essentially, like, what do I have to do? People just don't want one. They just don't want the other. I'm going to do both. And he delivered that while making an album with a story that looks at him coming to realize that you have to do something like that Mm. and coming into his own. So there's some... This almost feels like an inroad into the construction of the album as a whole and kind of the centerpiece thoughts of what he was doing.
2: And... You know, as we've noted, we kind of only have theories at this point of what the college dropout is doing as a whole, but we're on that path and we're really piecing it together. I think we're kind of at that point where it's starting to coalesce and uh, breathe and breathe out will be a good jump into probably the last portion of the album where it'll all finally come together. We're, we're not quite sure where it kind of goes from school spirit on, but yeah. Um, just based on everything kind of piecing together so far, like us not being sure if new workout plan like has a point at all. And then all of a sudden it does and kind of realizing what's going on. I, I think we're going to find
1: it. I think so. And we looked ahead a bit to breathe in, breathe out. And we're just like (laughs) smacking ourselves across the face with how relevant it was to everything we've been talking about. And that was very satisfying. And just the fact that when we have done this updated style, we're really taking it track by track. I mean, obviously, we know Kanye's discography well enough to understand, like, we know the lyrics to Breathe and Breathe Out, Two Words Through the Wire family, like everything ahead. Mm. But we haven't gone back through prior to the episodes and done the line-by-line analysis. So when we were coming up with this theory, we had it looked at slow jams until we did the research for it we had it looked at breathe and breathe out we were just looking at get them high a new workout plan and being like we think this is going on get to slow jams get some confirmation and hope that you know when we see it on breathe and breathe out it'll be there as well lo and behold it's just oh my god that was that was very that was a very fun experience yeah i'm excited to talk about it i might be more excited for breathe and breathe out <laughs> than any episode we've ever done <laughs> And I don't want to get people's hopes up too much, but Ludacris might be there. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> we may have Ludacris guest hosting. Yeah,
2: I, just I'm not saying. saying he will or won't be there, but if you don't listen, and he is there, you're going to feel kind of stupid.
1: Yeah, so don't feel
2: stupid. Yeah, just tune in. And if he's not there, then nothing really, You didn't lose anything. Now you're just listening to the episode. And I mean, I guess while you're there, just finish the episode. Yeah, listen all the way through. No stopsies to the very end because Ludicrous might come in at some
1: point. <laughs> and if you're satisfied by that episode, you may consider contributing to our Kickstarter campaign. <laughs> and even if Ludicrous doesn't show up,
2: if you donate to Kickstarter, he might come onto the show.
1: <laughs> we maybe we make that uh, you know one of the bonus goals. Yeah, the stretch if we goal. Reach yeah, stretch goal. If we reach this amount of money, we will pay Twista, or not Twista, <laughs> Ludacris to come on to an episode of the college, of Watching the Throne. We, maybe we can create a ladder. Like if we get
2: $3,000, we'll pay Twista to come on. If we get $4,000, we'll pay Ludacris to come on and we'll just keep
1: going. That's right. It never stops. It never stops if you keep donating. Could you imagine like reaching out to... Ludacris's people and be like hi i would like to pay ludicrous's ten thousand dollar an hour fee for him to come over <laughs> to my ground floor office and sit next to me in a chair
2: uh no he won't do that oh we kind of promised everyone he's not gonna do it ah <sighs> all
1: right all right guess Time. i gotta kidnap ludicrous <laughs> yeah I, w- I was hesitating i was like do we go there or do i just break out my begging face <laughs> Please, Luda. Please. I feel like someone should create
2: a remix where me saying I'm going to kidnap Ludacris is like kind of the main for
1: chorus throughout. Is the hook. Snafu. Yeah. Please. Please. Um, but the Kickstarter, we're a, a third of the way to our goal of $1,600 for new audio equipment that's going to elevate the sound quality of the show, uh, which we've been you know, we've had the same equipment for three and a half years, and it's kind of. It's kind of time for something new but equipment's expensive so we're asking for some help yeah and we're gonna get there i know we will i gotta we got some loyal listeners we got some lovely fans uh we got some good energy so i, th- I think so we're at 550 out of the 1600 as of this recording so if you look up uh watching the throne kickstarter you can find our Kickstarter for season 10, see the equipment we need, see some of the bonuses. Uh, for 5 and $10, you can get shout outs on the show. At the $10, we'll shout out, you know, your Twitter handle, your company, uh, a loved one, anything like that. And then for $50, you get to be part of a special episode council where you help us decide episodes to put out. Only 20 spots for that. And then at $100, we have two spots left for Storier's, which you get to do a one-on-one interview with one of us talking about your journey with Kanye's music. Yeah, there's no better reward than that. No, no. Unless it's ending the call with us. Yeah, no, that would probably be the highlight of your day. (laughs) But we appreciate any help. Even, you know, a dollar goes a long way because that that builds. Yeah, I don't even... I don't even have a dollar, so that would be awesome.
2: You have a dollar. I don't. All I've got is hundreds. (sighs) Please help us buy equipment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All I have are hundreds of dollars.
2: (laughs) Uh, Okay, what's next? Uh, Oh, no more parties in L.A.
1: Yeah. Next song, no more parties in L.A. And then we come back for Breathe In, Breathe Out and School Spirit
2: yeah and i'm guessing we'll probably do an ama this week right
1: i think so yeah think so, so so look for friday the AMA request on uh, on twitter
2: yeah and we'll put that episode out friday
1: beautiful mm.
2: we'll keep it wavy yeah and loopy and uh again
1: sorry jordan so sorry jordan